Hello, friends and family. Welcome back to the Sobiz Dope Podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Um, the holiday season is an amazing time of the year, but it also comes with a lot of stress. Financial stress, energy stress, being pulled in different directions, you know, it's just a lot. Sometimes we lose the holiness of the holiday and the sanctity of it because of the commercialization of it. And that could lead us to really lose control of our recovery. Or if we're in active addiction, totally just get depressed and explode. I want to dedicate this episode to a few people. One is one of my um, family members, Eric Callahan. Eric is someone who's dear to me. He usually struggles during the holiday. So Eric, wherever you are, please know that we love you. Hang in there. If you need help, reach out to whoever you need to reach out to. Call me. I'm your bro. I love you. Please hang in there this year. Um, This episode was requested by the Sober Dope Communities is one of our top episodes and I wanted to republish it today. 40 tips on how to stay clean and sober during the holidays. This was one of my most comprehensive um, episodes covering the topic of addiction and the holiday seasons. You know, the thing I want to say, and I'm going to get out of your hair so you can get into these tips and this amazing podcast is the holidays could bring us around a lot of slippery people, slippery places, and it's definitely an emotional roller coaster because you're around family members that you may not have seen in a long time. You're around a lot of people who may be judgmental. If you're out there struggling with addiction, it's just a place where, you know, everyone in the theme of celebration tend to overdo it with the alcohol and uh, just uh, what they call fun. And that could throw someone off the deep end. But the holidays can leave you feeling really empty and depressed if you're disconnected. You know, we seek connection in recovery and we see connection where we're in addiction and sometimes the holiday seasons could pull us away from that you know after the party after all the drinks and everyone goes their separate ways we're stuck feeling still empty that's why it's important to put your recovery at the forefront of the whole holiday season because that's what we want to focus on How do we get through the holiday without jeopardizing that? This episode gives you 40 tips that can cover that. These are real classic tips. This is real deep dive. I love you all. This is my 10th Christmas and holiday season in recovery. I just recently celebrated 10 years sober. Thank you for everyone out there. And with no further ado, enjoy our classic episode that was originally requested by our main man, Billy Brown, and backed by popular demand. We're going to reissue this episode for the holiday season because it's just a classic, beautiful episode and one of my personal favorites. This is specially dedicated to everyone new to Sober is Dope, everyone new into recovery, and all our veterans out there that's still fighting a good fight don't give up i love you all and i'll catch you on the other side happy holidays peace the holiday season can be an extremely challenging time for recovering individuals with endless temptations it seems as though your hard-earned sobriety is being tested 
It's important to remember your commitment to staying sober during the holidays and to remain extra vigilant about your recovery. Learning a few tips on how to stay sober throughout the holiday season will help you enjoy some memorable times with friends and family while not compromising all your hard work. Ladies and gentlemen, our recovery is the most important thing in our lives. And we're under constant attack. And for me, it's a form of spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare, physical warfare, emotional warfare, and psychological warfare. We're at war with ourselves, principalities and powers, our environment, and our addictions. So before I start this episode, I just want to say a special prayer that helped put a hedge of protection over me during my recovery and during really tough times where I had to fight twice as hard. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober is Dope podcast with your host, Pop Buchanan. This episode is a dear episode to me. Um, this episode was requested by one of the Sober is Dope originals, Mr. Billy B. You guys may know him as my main man, Billy, because he's one of my main people and main supporters, and I support Billy, and Billy supports me. Um, Billy, I want you to know that I love you dearly, and I'm so proud of the progress you made, the progress you're continuing to make. I'm so amazed by your courage. I mean, you are outstanding. You single-handedly made a decision to really take back your life, take control, rebuild your family, and I know it's tough, but you're not alone. I love you greatly.
Ladies and gentlemen, Billy wanted me to talk about how to stay sober and clean during the holidays. This is a really, really important topic for me and for many of us all over the world. There's millions of us out there that's just, we may, you may have be on day one of your sobriety. You may, you may be on day 10. You may be on year 50, year 12, year 10. Either way, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very proud of you and, um, and, and we're going to stay diligent during this awesome holiday season. So, based on Billy's request, I put together 40 tips on how to stay sober and clean during the holiday season. So, bear with me because this is a very jam-packed, jam-packed episode and I don't have a lot of time to waste. We have a lot of ground to cover. So, ladies and gentlemen, the intention of this episode... Okay, because we're still in October. Tomorrow's Halloween, right? So, you know, right after Halloween, we go right into Thanksgiving. Then right after Thanksgiving, we go into um, the Christmas season, the holiday season. And um, it's a very, 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 very wonderful and joyous time of the year. But because we're in recovery, we have to be extra diligent and it's crazy tough. There's so many things, there's so many parties, so many places to be, so much. Then it's a high stress environment, the holiday season, and it's not meant to be high stress. So I have tips for you guys on how to stay clean and sober, and I'm very excited. Billy, thank you so much, and with no further ado, let's get right into it. How to stay sober during the holiday season. How to stay clean in the holiday season. This episode is intended to address both the drug addict and the alcoholic and all addicts whether you're fighting a process addiction behavioral addiction or a substance abuse addiction um if you're struggling with mental health if you're struggling with just fighting your own personal demons the holiday is a time of year where it challenges us to be at our best so don't feel exclusive This is for everyone because we're all struggling or we're all fighting something, okay? So first thing first, what I want to say is before I get into the official tips, my first bit of advice to you guys, ladies and gentlemen, is it's the holiday season. So before anything, put God first. And if you don't believe in God, that's fine. But if you're going to celebrate a spiritual holiday, a holiday that's in relation to God, then you have to at least understand the sanctity of that holiday. So if you're celebrating Christmas, Hanukkah, um, Kwanzaa, and any other holiday that falls during this year, Thanksgiving, which is about gratitude and giving thanks, I want you all to be mindful that the first thing that you can use to your benefit is God. Remember that God got most of us through our addiction. So put God first. These holidays are more about God than ourselves, all right? So please remember, let's put God first in all things. Let's put God first during the holidays and let's ask God to guide us and be our strength when we're uncertain and when we're weak to meet us And the battle, as we know, belong to God. The battle, as they say, belong to the Lord. So put a lot of this in God's hand and have some faith. Secondly, Thanksgiving is about that. Giving thanks and having gratitude. So be thankful. 
Be thankful for your recovery. Give gratitude for your recovery. A lot of us, whether we're on day one, day 10, year one, year 10, we survive death. We survive sickness. We just we, we survive the disease and grips of alcoholism and drugs. So we have a lot to be thankful for and a lot to have gratitude for. So please, before anything, put God first and give thanks and, and write down all of the things that you have gratitude for and have gratitude for your recovery. All right. Remember, the holidays are a holy time. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, step one on our 40 tips to staying sober and clean during the holidays. Have a sober strategy in place. Okay, plan ahead. So, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what, you have to approach the holidays. And I'm talking specifically Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. You have to approach it with a strategy and a plan. Okay, and that means what what's your set your intentions for the holiday? Really write it down. I want to get through this holiday without doing any drugs. I want to get through this holiday without drinking alcohol, and I'm going to put a strategy in place, meaning that you may plan ahead on where you're going to go, who who's going to be your support system, um on what activities you're going to engage in, how you're going to act, how long you're going to be at these events, plan ahead and write out a strategy. All right. That's step one. Step two. In most cases, if it's really something that's really worrying you, schedule ahead of time and find locally where they're having some form of a 12 step meeting. That may be AA, um, find your local AA or your NA or your OA or whatever it is. Find your 12 step and you may want to go before the holiday or before the event and after the event. Now, for my first year, I spent them. I went to church in the morning and I went straight to AA and I spent the whole afternoon and evening. And then I went to my family's event towards the end, gave everyone a kiss. I sat with the kids because you can't get in trouble with the kids. Right. I sat with all the kids, wherever the kids were at. I was sitting there playing with their toys, talking to the babies, holding the baby. I had my sister's baby in my lap. I had my nieces around me and I sat with the kids. It was my first Christmas. I did not sit with the adults. I sat with the kids and that helped me. All right. But I went to a meeting. So plan a me. If you're really worried and you really feel like this is a holiday you need to get through, plan a meeting before, go to the meeting right before you go to the family event and leave early and go after. Then go straight home and get some rest. Step three, invite or pair with a sober friend or sponsor. So part of planning ahead, you may say, well, I'm going to call a sober friend and my sober support system that I could trust. And we're going to hang together and we're going to hold each other accountable or I'm a I'm a hang with my sponsor. Maybe I'm going to go to my sponsor's house for the holiday or maybe my sponsor is going to come to me or we're going to meet in a mutual place. But try to try to find like minded people and other people that's in recovery, whether it's your friends from your um, um, support groups, or your 12 step groups. Try to pair with a sober friend or a sponsor okay step four book ending 
an event, all right? So how you bookend an event is with before and after telephone calls to someone in recovery. So you may say, I'm going to call my specific person that's my person in recovery, my personal support person, whether it's my friend or, or sponsor. I'm going to call them before the event, then I'm going to call them after when I get home. And I will say to highlight this with a curfew, give yourself a curfew and, and, stay, and, and try to really stay punctual with that curfew so you'll say to yourself or to your sober friend okay i'm going to the party at 12 noon i'm leaving at 6 um, p.m i'm just giving you an example and i'll call you when i get home at 7 and plan it out and make sure you bookend the event that way with a telephone call to someone else that's in recovery all right step five feel feel empowered to limit your time around stressful people annoying family members difficult people or situations so listen feeling empowered to limit your time now ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna be very blunt with you you don't owe anybody a motherfucking excuse excuse my i have to say it nasty like that because you know i'm not into the cursing But ladies and gentlemen, you don't owe anybody shit, no excuses when it comes to your recovery, right? So feel empowered to put people in a place, limit the people that's going to stress you, the annoying family members, you know who they are. We always got these family members who like to talk a lot of stuff, make us feel uncomfortable, get in our business. They like to be loud and it's frustrating. Ignore them. Tell them, look, I'm not with it this holiday. I just would rather be polite. I will say, always be kind, all right? Because, you know, the Sober is Dope team is all about being polite and kind. But don't take no shit from nobody, all right? And that's that. I'm not going to curse anymore, all right? But I love you guys, and I don't want you to feel like you need to put your feelings, emotions, and comfort level before anyone else it's all about you at this time okay in this capacity don't take no shit from nobody all right feel empowered to limit your time around these stressful people annoying family members and difficult people and situations don't put yourself in any negative or difficult or stressful situations try to plan ahead and step one part of planning ahead is saying okay i'm not going to this person's house because that's stressful I'm not going here because these people are annoying and I don't want to deal with this type of pressure. And you don't have to make excuses with anyone. You could just say, for whatever reason, I can't make it this year. I'm sorry. And then you could go find something that's more in alignment to your comfort zone. All right. So step five. Remember, step five, Pop Buchanan cursed a lot and said, put ourselves first and feel empowered. All right. Step six, ladies and gentlemen, awareness, writing down people, places, and things that could trigger you, planning strategies to stay away from these inevitable situations. So being aware, be very aware of the people and situations that could be triggers for you. All right. That's really important. Okay. Think about what I'm saying. All right. I don't want to, I want to stay here from it. Be mindful, be aware Okay, don't get caught like a deer with the headlights and you like, oh, I couldn't foresee that I was going to go to this place. All right. Or I'm going to go to that place. You know exactly where you're going to go. Make sure you plan. Be aware. So part of awareness is protecting yourself and being already in a mindset and a mindful space to be able to absorb those environments. So even if you're forced to go, you're already aware. You kind of have your defenses up. You 
kind of know what to look forward to and you know how to kind of stick and move and dodge, right? So be aware. Step seven, adjust your attitude, calculate in reality. All right, realize that friends and family may also be stressed during the holidays, and that's co-workers too, all right? So adjusting your attitude and calculating reality is just pretty much piggybacking off of being aware in step six, but this is different because this could really help you. Being mindful and adjusting your attitude and calculating your reality is all about saying to yourself, Well, you know what? I know it's all about me, but I know the holiday is a time where my friends and my family are all usually going to be stressed. People's going to be on edge. You know, they're shopping all all month or two. They're cooking. They're juggling. So people may be a little bit more tired, a little bit more irritable, a little bit less patient, a little bit more stressed. So have the empathy for that. And adjusting your attitude accordingly and kind of calculating your reality and being able to set the tone in advance by being more compassionate to other people's stress, that can help you kind of navigate. You know, you do this by lowering or lowering your expectations and learning to relax so you're not on edge, okay? So relaxing so you're not on edge, all right? Be forgiven of yourself and others. So step seven is really cool. Because you may be feeling like you tense because you're in your recovery, but, you know, you may be going to your aunt's house and she may be stressed. She has her issues. She probably had to, to, you know, do the majority of cooking. They may have not been had, had any sleep for hours. People may be traveling from out of town. So just adjust your attitude, attitude, calculate your reality by, you know, realizing that friends and family are human, too. Right. Forgive yourself and forgive them. But still, don't take no shit. Step eight, talk to a counselor, sponsor, friend about emotions that are wrapped up around the holidays. So the the holiday season come with a lot of triggers. They come with a lot of emotions. All right. So this is a mental health awareness series also. So in this way, I want to say to everyone in the mental health community and the sobriety community and recovery the holidays made there's a tough time all right it's a tough time and you know there's emotions that could come back from childhood like for me the holidays is usually really tough because my dad i think about my father um a lot of my friends i have one of my mentors and great friends the holiday is a trigger for him every year and he relapses every year because of his his relationship with his aunt and his aunt is like his mother and he just can never really get around it. So no matter how well he's doing, he struggles and he always relapses around the holidays. We're trying to get him help now and he's getting a lot better. But I know that's a mental health component with him and it's really tough. So I'm not going to sit here and make it sound cookie cutter. Ladies and gentlemen, the holidays could bring up the worst of our emotions. We're, we're forced to confront people that we may not be in the right in right harmony with we're forced to be around people that's triggers that really hurt us or we we may not have forgiven these people they may not have forgiven us we may be missing some people that we love it's tough i would say talk to a counselor talk to your sponsor in advance a friend a priest 
sit down and really talk to someone. Call me up, all right? Email me. We get on the phone during the holidays if we have to talk. Email me. We'll figure it out, okay? But try to get ahead of your emotions around the holidays, okay? Because this is a really tough time and a really serious trigger for most of us. And I just don't want you guys to fall short or get lost in any possible way, okay? Step nine, all right, ladies and gentlemen, how we doing so far, guys? You up? You up? I want to keep you guys up. It's like we having a party. Everybody's singing. This is the holiday season right now. I'm getting a little serious, but look, this is awesome. We can have fun later. We got to do a little homework now. We're going to party later. You know, go shorty. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday, but we're not going to sip no liquor. We're just going to have fun. All right. Because we kind of care that it's your birthday. All right. Step nine, the day after tomorrow, okay? I, I, I was real clever with this when I thought about that. The day after tomorrow is step nine. It is important to keep in mind the disease of addiction is as powerful the day after a holiday as it is the day of and the day before. Remember... It's a one day at a time, no matter what the season. So remember, it's one day at a time. Because a lot of people focus on staying so sober for the actual event, the holiday, whether it's Christmas Day, whether it's Thanksgiving Day, whether it's New Year's Day, and the following day is what really gets them, okay? Because all of that stress, they tend to give in and they could relapse. And actually, the day before, because all this anticipation could create the fuck it effect. And I don't want anyone to have the fuck it effect, all right? I don't want anyone out there say, ah, fuck it, it's the holidays, I can have one drink. Fuck it, it's the holidays, I can have a couple of hits, take a couple of pulls of the weed, or the, I take a couple of pills. We're not doing that, no. No cases of the fuck it's for the holidays, okay? So the day after tomorrow mean I have to do it one day at a time, the whole week, the day before, the day of, the day after, one second at a time, no excuses, all right? So remember this tip. When you go the next day, or I made it through Christmas so I can celebrate and go have a little beer. No, you can't. No, we can't. We're not doing that, all right? Because it's just another day. At the end of the day, it's just another day. All right, step 10, ladies and gentlemen, let's keep going. Be of service. Holidays offer powerful opportunities for spiritual growth by sharing your gratitude and joy with others. All right, for example, serve a meal at a homeless shelter, reach out with hospitality to a newcomer at a meeting, or spend time with a neighbor that is confined. All right, there's millions of ways to give back. Pay it forward. All right, because sometimes this has to be about you, but you can also make it about others and be of service. All right, because once you get to a certain point in your recovery, you have to serve others. That's why I'm doing the podcast. I serve you guys now because so many people serve me that I'm paying it forward. All right, so remember, be of service. Go to a soup kitchen, go to a church, go to something like that. All right, that's step 10. Step 11, watch out for toxic rationalizations. Like, hmm, I guess I can handle one drink or take one hit or one pull or one pill, okay, or one drag or I could score. None of that. 
So watch out for toxic rationalizations. All right. It's the holiday, you know. Perhaps I can have a drink, you know. Say no. Okay. Some people might say it's the holiday. Uh, you know, perhaps my abstinence taught me how to control my drinking. That was something that ran through my head about a few times. And ladies and gentlemen, when I say I shut my shit down, because sometimes you got to shut that subconscious mind down. Like I be checking myself on a high level like, nah, you're not going to play me. I be talking to myself. People think I'm a little wild. I might be in the car like, nah, we're not doing that today. You out of line. You got to check yourself before you wreck yourself because you think I'm a punk and I'm no punk. I'm not going to let you punk me not having that. And people are like, who are you talking to? I'm like, me, because my subconscious mind just said something to me that I don't like. And one of those things is, you know what? I've been good for a long time. I've been sober for seven, almost seven years. Maybe I can have a drink and I think I can control it now. It's lies. You can't control shit. I don't care if you were sober for a hundred years. The moment you drink, you're going to get drunk. You're going to be right back into the trap. I know this firsthand. It took, I relapsed five, three, four, five, six times before I got my shit together. So don't play yourself. All right. Don't play yourself. I don't want to hear none of that. We're not playing with anyone out here when it comes to this. We're trying to live, to fight, to survive. This is not games. If you if you listening to this podcast and you're still playing games, then look. We here, this is spiritual warfare. This is warfare. We're fighting principalities that's bigger than us, man. So we can't play around. We have to be in control of our minds and our spirits. So toxic rationalizations are a no-no. All right, that's step 11 for y'all. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Pop you can and love y'all. Y'all know that. I love you guys, man. All right. Step 12. Be mindful of what you are drinking, thinking. Make your own drink, all right? Keep a beverage in your hand, all right? So no one offers you a drink Because keep this in mind you, You're going to be at parties You might be at a family event Not everyone's going to know your business All right. Now ladies and gentlemen I have to say a special disclaimer For my people who struggle with drugs Alright My advice to you is Stay away from liquor During the holidays If you're someone that's struggling with pills If you're struggling with opiates Or Anything like that, any prescription drugs, weed, anything you're trying to kick, all right? If you're struggling with overeating, if you're struggling with gambling, just get rid of the alcohol during the holiday season. For alcoholics, this is our main objective, right? We know this. This is, y'all know that. But I'm, I'm, I'm adding a secondary component to you guys because you might say, oh, I can have a beer or two because my issue is drugs. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to, but beer will lower your inhibitions to the point where you're going to be looking for drugs. That was my issue, right? I, I, I get drunk. Oh, somebody get me some weed. All right, let's get it on. Okay. And some, you know, and we just got to watch that, ladies and gentlemen. Don't play with liquor if that, if your thing is drugs, don't play with liquor. And for people who's alcoholic, you know, we can't touch it. 
Same thing for alcoholics. Don't smoke a little bit of weed because it's the holiday. Oh, I'm going to smoke a little weed so I get my appetite so I can eat. But what's going to happen is once you smoke the weed, it can lower your inhibitions and say, well, let me get a little beer, right, to take the edge off. Another thing that's not part of the 40 that just came to me is we have to have a lot of courage. <clears throat> Because a lot of people like to drink in these and during the holidays because you're around people that make you may make you feel uncomfortable. So, you know, you may need that drink to make you more sociable, but we have to have courage. You know, you have to go into these environments and just be a little uncomfortable and be okay with that. All right. Be a little okay with being uncomfortable, but you're going to live to fight another day. All right, so be mindful of what you're drinking and what you're thinking. Make your own drink. Keep a beverage in your hand. So, Have a lot of water with you. Keep some salsa with you. Keep some fruit juice with you. Keep water in your hands. Always make your own drink so when no one can ask you or offer you, you want anything to drink? You want anything to drink? Nah, I'm good. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. Right? Um, And don't let strangers or people you don't know that are... Don't don't let strangers or people who don't know that you're in in recovery make you a drink. All right? Step 13. Avoid known risk. This is a long list, so here we go. Avoid known risks such as disrespectful, ignorant, drunk people still using, parents, aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, nephews, friends, exes, significant others, etc., etc. Avoid known risk. You know who they are. It could be your youngest niece that get on your damn nerve. Avoid her. It could be a crazy-ass parent if you have one. A wild ex-girlfriend <coughs> who's still in contact with your family and uses the holiday. Or boyfriend who uses the holiday excuse to call or come around. Avoid known risk. Known triggers. Toxic people. Just avoid it. Say no. Do the dodge. Do you know what I'm saying? And get out of dodge. All right? Avoid people that may grill you about rehab or that'll try to make you a stiff drink or just tell you some dumb off the wall stuff. Just ignore them. Next, Christmas parties, holiday parties. This is what we're going to do with Christmas parties and holiday parties. Very simple. Get there extremely early. Be the first person there. If the party starts at 7, get there at 6 o'clock. <clears throat> Find a comfortable seat. Right, and about my, I would say if you know your party is just gonna be a, a drunk fest, everyone's just gonna drink with the open bar and get drunk. Don't go. It's okay not to go to your Christmas party. Trust me, your boss is not gonna make up an excuse. Lie if you have to. I don't condone lying, but sometimes we have to lie. Tell them that your family's coming in from Germany and you have to pick them up from the airport. Then you guys gotta shoot to Canada to get the turkey, then go back to El Paso and shoot back by the morning. I don't know what you're gonna tell them, but tell them something. Just make up an excuse. But if you don't want to make up an excuse, here's what you do: you get there early, right? And around 7 o'clock, as people start coming in, you greet everyone. You greet everyone. You have some water in your hand. You have some water. You don't have to, because they usually serve dinner a little later. 
What happens is literally within the first hour, an hour and a half, the party will get crowded. That's when you make your exit. You just leave. You don't have to say bye to anyone. You don't have to say anything to anyone. I would say just go to your boss or your direct manager and say, hey, you know, I'm not feeling a little well. Have fun. Give them a gift. Make a little joke. Say I'm going to cut out early. Catch you guys tomorrow. Catch you on the other side and go home. All right. That's how you deal with holiday parties. Get there early, leave early. So if the party starts at seven, you want to be leaving by eight thirty. You want to be there by six. So you don't, not too many people is going to get drunk by eight thirty, and it's not going to be that much peer pressure for you to drink by eight thirty. You stay there towards the end of the party when everyone is trashed. Then they're going to be like, "Oh, here's a drink. I have a drink. Let's go to the club." Oh, oh, oh. you don't want that headache. And lastly, don't think you can soldier through all of these scenarios. Remember step one from our 12 steps. All right. We are powerless over our addiction. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's keep going. Step 14. Practice self-care during the holidays. Take time for yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Practice proper nutrition. Eat really healthy and really well during the holidays, all right? Practice some gentle exercise. Get some restorative sleep. Because the better that you feel physically, the stronger you will feel emotionally. Nurture your spirit. Practice some prayer, relaxation, meditation, and a lot of quiet time. So the more you're fortified with your health and your nutrition and you're and your, your good, you got a lot of rest, you ate, you reflected on your sobriety and your recovery, your, you know, being clean, um, you have gratitude, you thank God, <clears throat> This is gonna all it's gonna help you. It's gonna help you. So practice self-care. Step 15. If you need drug or alcohol treatment, consider during it during consider going during the holidays. Okay. So I thought about this, right? <clears throat> Part of you being of service, right? This is a time of the year where if someone in your family or someone in your friends or someone that you really care about are really struggling, you could try to really help them to get the help that they need during the holidays. All right. So you could show them your recovery. You could be mindful and kind of being there for someone else that's struggling. That's going to help you stay sober or stay clean. It's going to remind you. All right. So so if you know someone that needs drug or alcohol treatment, consider helping them out during the holiday. Being there for them is going to probably take the pressure off yourself. All right. Step 16. Make a list of holiday joys that have nothing to do with drinking. Okay. Make a list of holiday joys. Tree decorating. All right, um, church, cooking, singing, anything but excessive drinking, anything. All right, so find, find, uh, find what really makes the holidays happy for you. For me, it was really cleaning, a lot of cleaning, helping my mother, helping my sisters get the house together, sticking with the women because the women usually do a lot of the heavy cooking. In my family, the men also. But I mean, mainly the women. So we love to help them. The men are the, we, we're the runners. We run the store, get all the ingredients. It's always something.
something is an endless go to the store get this go to the store get that help us set up the direction the decorations help us set up the table drop the kids to church drop the kids so the men be if you're a male like me be of service if you're a female be of service figure out what you could do help them help your mom if you're a mother and help the kids help the husband we gotta help each other right I almost got tracked there talking as if I'm speaking only to men. This is for everyone. And I, I, I didn't mean it like that. What I meant was whatever it is, just practice the joys of the holidays, men and women, ladies and gentlemen, and really just try to figure out exactly how you can add value to the family, be of service, and just do anything that keeps you away from drinking, all right? Number 17, and drugs. Number 17, avoid going out alone. Now, this is this was really important. Have people in your corner. In my life, I was really lucky. I had people I could really call. If I have friends that if I literally said, look, I'm having a hard time. I feel like I possibly could relapse. I'm not in the right mental space. It's the holidays. Can you please link up with me and let's go out? I know about a hundred people I could call. I probably can't call those people on a regular day and just say, hey, you want to hang out? They're going to wear all adults. They're going to say, I'm a little busy, not today. If I really came clean and said, nah, I'm in trouble and I need help and I I feel like I'm in a negative space and I, I need to be with someone so I don't turn back into Tarzan and the Hulk, they're going to say, all right, you got it. Step 18, bring your own non-alcoholic drinks or whatever floats your boat. So what, what this means for me, like as an alcoholic, I bring my own stuff to a party, man. You know, I don't always condone this, but they have non-alcoholic beers. They have non-alcoholic wine. I love this non-alcoholic wine called Frey. And my favorite non-alcoholic beer is Old Dudes. Now, look. I don't always engage in non-alcoholic beverages because they also can be triggers. But I mean, if you're really solid and you want to be festive, but you don't want to feel like you totally out the loop, then I mean, you can have a non-alcoholic beer. I won't say don't don't get a non-alcoholic keg. Don't get 20 cases of non-alcoholic beer. I would say <clears throat> grab yourself a six-pack and say, I'm going to have this. I'm going to have a beer. I'm going to have the six-pack over the weekend, you know, of non-alcoholic old dude. Or I'm going to get me some non-alcoholic wine or a non-alcoholic sparkling cider or something like that. All right? And if you're into drugs and all of that, you know, probably get a cigar. If you like a cigar or something like that, you know, a cigar, uh, <clears throat> something that brings you comfort that you don't do on a regular. So you can make yourself feel a little special. You know, for me, you know, I used to smoke a lot of weed when I was younger before I was got into alcoholism, but I don't like weed no more. So if I really and I hate cigars, but if I really felt like I needed something to to feel festive if I wanted to celebrate I would say well let me get a non-alcoholic beer or you know let me get some non-alcoholic cider or something like that okay but for you guys who's into your weed and your drugs get some cigars go get yourself some non-alcoholic wine and have a good time all right be the designated driver step 19 be the designated driver now look ladies and gentlemen if you should be trying to stay sober and you commit to people that you love that you're the designated driver you don't have to give everyone an excuse on why you're not drinking it's obvious you have an excuse to leave a little bit earlier you can start telling people well listen i got things to do tomorrow so we gotta wrap this up if i'm driving you guys home right get you out the party 
plus it commits you to staying sober, right? So I like that one. Step 20, all right? Ladies and gentlemen, we're at step 20, all right? So I'm going to take a break here during step 20, play a little clip, have a little message from our sponsor, ladies and gentlemen. Give us a breather, right? You just heard the first 20 steps on our 40 steps to stay sober and clean during the holidays by yours truly, Sober is Dope. And I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. I love you guys. Stay tuned for the next 20, and we're going to keep it going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so excited. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I got really animated in our first segment. All right. I was like, I feel like sometimes I get a little extra and all over the place. But I'm explaining why that doesn't always bother me is because I'm very passionate about this. All right. And a lot of this is still raw. You know, you don't get six years into your sobriety and be like totally put together. You know, I'm still raw. Like everything feels like it was yesterday. I still remember being on the street feeling like I was about to die. I still remember crying to that nurse because I thought I was going to have a heart attack and I couldn't stop shaking and I was praying that I hope that they take me into the hospital because I had no insurance and I wanted to be in this detox program so bad but it was a possibility I was going to be turned away and I remember being scared and afraid and on my deathbed I knew I only had a few days to live if I didn't get the help I remember it feels like yesterday. So no matter what, what, this isn't serious. All right. I don't, I don't, I try not to get too caught up in like all of the rhetoric and everyone. I I try to stay as close to the raw emotions and the reality as possible. Because I do know this, there's so many people at times that's so caught up in talking about their recovery, they're not focusing on doing the work of their recovery, and they relapse. Every day I do the work, I get up, I go through everything in my mind, I think about my gratitude, I I remember exactly how insidious alcohol was. I never fool myself. I never see people having fun and saying, oh, I wish I could have fun and have a drink like them because that's that's an illusion. I never fool myself and I never trick myself. I always know, man, if I had a drink, I'll die. That's, and then I'll feel gross. And then the next day I'll feel terrible because I'll relapse and I'll feel and I'll feel like horrible and I'll feel chemically horrible and it'll feel like I gave my I voluntarily gave myself a migraine a headache, stomach aches, body aches. Um, I threw off my hormones, my whole vital, my whole body's off. My my blood pressure goes crazy. My blood sugar. I just pretty much almost poisoned myself because I wanted to have a drink. That's not fun. It's an illusion. It's a lie. All right. 
That's it's a lot. So when I'm talking to you guys about how to stay sober and clean for the holidays, I'm this is off script. I'm talking about don't play games, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, please remember how nasty it was when you were sick. Please remember how terrible you felt when you was using, how uncertain you felt that that you and you was very uncertain if you could make it out alive. Don't let your recovery and your newfound strength and superpowers make you feel like you're impervious to this damn addiction. You're not, you don't have an S on your chest when it comes to addiction. Don't, you're not a superman when it comes to that, right? Because drinking and drugs are our kryptonite. So no matter how strong Superman feels like he 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 is, he's never going to go play and dance <coughs> around some kryptonite. It'll be foolish. So for me, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes I get a little extra, but I love you guys and I and I and I stay up a long time putting this information together for you guys because I love you and I'm just passionate and I don't want anyone else to relapse. And I'm gonna tell you guys one more thing before we continue. There's never been a time anyone relapsed and they net they did not feel like they threw everything away. It's the saddest thing. I see it every day. Oh my God, I relapsed. I feel crazy. I ruined everything. I hate myself. My life is over. Somebody, please help me. That's reality. There's no jokes there. This is not fun. This is a war. We're we're dealing with a war on alcohol and drugs and it's killing people every day. So if I get a little extra, if I get a little passionate, if I get a little crazy, man, it's ladies and gentlemen, it's because I love y'all, I love me, I don't want to, I, I want to live, I want you to live, and that's that. Let's get this show on the road. We got 20 more steps to go, let's knock them out. We're staying sober and clean this holiday season. So you're listening to the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. December 15th makes my seven-year anniversary this episode is dedicated and and comes by popular request from <clears throat> Mr. Billy B. And he's one of the Sober's Dope Generals. We love you. That's my main man, Billy. So, Billy, here we go. Step 20. Don't get caught up in the holiday stress. All right, ladies and gentlemen, listen. You're going to have to tone it down. Don't run around trying to buy everyone gifts. Don't run around trying to be super a superhero. Don't take off more than you could bite. You have to keep your stress to a minimum. Be very laid back. So what does that mean? Don't 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 um don't make your family and friends suffer by not giving them the stuff that you want to give them, but shop early. So tomorrow, this is this this is October 30th, 2019. Tomorrow's Halloween. My advice to you guys is don't wait for Black Friday or whatever or the day after Thanksgiving. Start shopping for do your Christmas shopping this weekend. Start this week. So you say by Black Friday I'm done, right? So the last 2-3 weeks of Christmas it should be no shopping. It should be nothing done. Order your turkeys, order your food, everything in advance so you can minimize your stress. Don't overcommit and be realistic about what you can do, what you're willing to do, and what you want to do, and what you're actually going to do. 
All right, just be honest with yourself and don't get caught up in the holiday stress because you know, stress is a trigger. Stress is a trigger. Stress is a trigger. We don't do stress and anxiety on a Sober's Dope podcast, right? All right, step 21 go to local outdoor events, like a tree lighting event. Go outdoors. So sometimes. <clears throat> They have around the town 100 local events. They have them. They could be free. They have events at the museums. They have events at churches. They have events outside. Get out the house. Go to events where you know there's going to be no drugs and alcohol. And you can celebrate the holiday that way, right? You don't have to always be caught up in people's stuff. All right, step 22. It's okay to say no. I mean, yo, I became a pro at saying no. I'd be like, no, I can't. I'm sorry. No, I can't. I'm sorry. No, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm not available. Not going to. No, 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 no. I'm not going to your party. I'm not going to this. I'm not going to that. Why? Because when I went in the past, it was just a bunch of people who didn't really care about my sobriety. That was just drinking all of my. Now, look, we have a live and let live approach to sobriety. But listen, I'm not going somewhere where no one there is practicing abstinence. And it's like, I'm not going to walk into a full grown, a full blown pub thinking I'm going to be okay if if I don't have to I'll go to a restaurant right because it's not a fee, it's not themed around alcohol all right so or drugs you know cuz a lot of these places you know they you know I, I know how it go you go into the pub you do your little PBR and whiskey you got the people doing a little coke on the side smoking the weed in the backyard it's a damn trigger don't do it let's not let's stop playing games all right Step 23, remove yourself from uncomfortable situations. So in conjunction with saying no, just remove yourself from uncomfortable situations. Don't like, it's okay. All right, give you an example. My girlfriend invites me out with her friend. I go to her friend's house. The people there makes me feel uncomfortable. It's too much liquor. I don't like the vibe. You know what? Something came up. I got to go. I, I got to go. I tell my girl, I explain it to you in the car. I don't feel like I, I, I don't need to give anyone an explanation. Let's just go. If my girl wants to stay, then I'll be very sweet and say, sweetheart, it's life or death. Can't explain it here, but I'll buy you a really nice purse and some ice cream if you let it be go. We can jump in this cab and get the hell out of here. You know, I'll take you to your favorite place, but we got to go. Right. And when you get in the cab or you get back in the car, say, look, that place was a real trigger for me. I don't know why. Sometimes we can't explain why certain things are triggers, y'all. You know, I'm trying to... We can't always explain it. It's just you could go somewhere and the vibe be off. So you'll be uncomfortable. Why sit somewhere where you're uncomfortable? I'm going to tell you guys a quick story. I remember my office when I got sober, man. Um, everyone was really supportive. They didn't drink around me. But I remember one day I felt like <clears throat> everyone kind of said, screw it. And they came in with all of these bottles of whiskey and champagne. They was like, yo, we just celebrated a deal. Yo, Pop, what you eating? We ordering some lobster and stuff. And we, and then it was all of these people just walked in. They was very excited and they was very innocent. But it was just too much liquor. And it was like all of the celebration and it was still daytime. And I said, I got to use the bathroom, guys. They was like, all right. And um, I said, don't order. I'll order food when I get back. And I walked out and I never, ever went back to that office. I left the job and everything because I was early. It was early in my recovery. It was the same job and the same group of people who gave me a great opportunity. But 
I made a decision there and then that I can't be in this environment. And I left and never went back. I I didn't go, I didn't get nothing out of my desk. I didn't I just walked out and never went back. And later on, one of my friends called and said, Where you went? I said, I had an emergency, I'll catch up with you later. Never went back. So you got to do what you got to do and don't be afraid to remove yourself from uncomfortable situations. Step 24, ask for help. Now, this is my biggest suggestion to you guys, right? Call up five to 10 people in your family that you can trust with your addiction and be very honest and ask them for help. All right. So if it's your daughter, if it's a cousin, if it's a best friend, it's an uncle, put together a little team and say, hey, listen, could y'all rock with me this holiday and could y'all keep it kind of like chill with me and could y'all just be around me and protect me, man, because I'm a little scared that I might relapse this year. I've been worried about the holiday and I need your help. Ask for help. You know, another way you can ask for help is to tell your family and be honest. Say, I want a, I want a sober house for the holidays. I don't want to deal with everybody drinking. Like, if they want to drink, they could do that when they go home. Another thing you could do is have an early holiday. Start Christmas at noon and end it at 6. So everyone can still go home and do their own thing. And you have an early dinner and you wrap it early. Don't go into the late night hours. It just People just tend to trigger them to drink. And if they don't have drinking issues or drug issues, they're going to just want to do whatever they want to do. But sometimes you have to ask for help and say, listen, could y'all just kind of curve the drinking this year? Because I want to stay sober. All right. So that's step 24. Step 25 on the top 40. Well, not the top 40. Step 25 on 40 ways to stay clean and sober for the holidays make it about the kids and ask adults to keep it fun and sober i'll make it about the kids man it's christmas and thanksgiving it's about the kids man i'll tell people look it's about the kids i'm inviting a bunch of kids like this is not a grown and sexy adult thing so keep keep the alcohol and drugs out of the house because it's about the kids right step 26 pick events wisely and plan an exit I'm the king of exit strategies because I set up my exit strategy in advance. Call the host of the party and say, hey, what time does the party start? Because I have to leave early because I have something very important to do afterwards and I can't get out of it. But I want to swing by for a couple of hours and show you some support. But I have a small window. So you see what I did daily? I created three or four conditions to one person on one event. What time does your party start? Because I have to leave early. Something important is happening. Step one. I have a small window, but I really want to come see you. Step two. But I want to give you, I want to at least see you for a couple of hours, uh, at least an hour or two. At least an hour or two. So you got a minimum and max. They never, they're never going to expect you to be there for more than an hour. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen psychologically. When you walk into that person's party, they're going to say, hey, you want something to eat? I know you got to go. Thanks for coming. Oh, oh, oh. And they're going to they're going to they're going to treat you with urgency the same the whole time because they always they're already prepped that you're not going to stay long. And this could give you comfort. So when I do this, it makes me comfortable because now there's no expectations for me to be there for a long time. <clears throat> And I can actually sit down. And if I decide to chill for another hour, I can. But I have a clean exit strategy. So I can say, all right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been fun. But I really got a long day. I love you guys. Here's your gifts. I got to go. All right? So um, pick your event wisely and plan your exit strategy. 
Step 27, rehearse your script to manage pushy people. All right, you're always going to have a person who's going to say, oh, have a drink, have a drink. Oh, stay a little bit longer. Oh, just take a little hit from the weed. Oh, just do a little line with me. You have to have a script. You know what my script is? Listen here, you asshole. I'm a damn alcoholic. I don't drink. Don't ask me again and we're going to have a problem. What's wrong with you, man? I don't drink. So stop asking. Because I don't like that. Right? And they go, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm sorry. And then they go, that might, don't be worried about hurting people's feelings. If they're pushy, push back. Listen, stop. I told y'all I don't want to drink. Don't ask me again. All right? I'm a grown up. If I want to drink, I get a drink myself. Now, you can get nasty and crazy, or you could be nice about it, but your approach, your, your, your message has to be the same. So, this is how you can say that in a nice way. You know what? I don't want to be disrespectful, but I can get my own drink. But right now, I'm practicing abstinence. It's a personal decision. I appreciate it if you don't offer me any liquor and don't ask me again. I love you. Now, do you want me to get you anything? That's how you can spin that. All right? All right. So, pushy people push back. Step 28. Have a standard response to why you're not drinking. My standard response to why I'm not drinking is I'm an alcoholic and I can't drink. All right? And I'm and I'm in active recovery, but have a standard of response of why you're not drinking, why you're not smoking weed, why you're not doing coke, crack, heroin, pills, whatever your drug of choice is. Have a standard response, right? Because these forty steps are applicable to every form of an addict. We all struggling with something. So if you're a drug addict, this is applicable. If you're an alcoholic, this is applicable. If you're struggling with process of behavior addiction, such as sex addiction, gambling addiction, food addiction, shopping addiction, any form of addiction is an addiction we need to be have under control, and all of this applies. Step twenty nine. Be choosy about the holiday events you want to attend and avoid people pleasing by saying yes to events you do not want to be at. So be very choosy. Now here, be a little bougie. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm not doing I'm not doing his party because we don't do that. I'm not doing that because I don't do that. Be choosy. Remember, your recovery allows you to be selfish to a certain degree and is really all about you, God, and your sobriety, right? And your recovery and being clean and sober. So <clears throat> be very choosy about the events that you attend and avoid people pleasing. Be honest. Like, don't say yes. Say I'm not I'm have a non-committal attitude towards the holiday. Say, I'll figure out when and where I want to go the day of. I, but it's gonna be on my terms So if mom <clears throat> If your parents house is a trigger Don't go If your best friend's house is a trigger Don't go Just be very Don't be a people pleaser I, I have another word for that But we ain't gonna get that raunchy here Step 30 Make it about you Your comfort zone and sobriety Make it all about you Alright Make it about you Your comfort zone and your sobriety All right. Beyond being of service and being mindful and having gratitude and loving people and being festive and being understanding of other people, still make it be about you and your sobriety. All right. Step 31. Find new holiday activities and traditions that do not involve drugs and alcohol. Example, volunteer at a soup kitchen, kitchen, go ice skating, have a sober get together, gift exchange, see a movie, take a trip. Listen, if you have the bank. 
I would take the people in your life that support your sobriety and your immediate family, take them on a trip out the country. Don't come back to after New Year's. Set your trip to be a week before Christmas and a week after New Year's and make that your vacation time and go somewhere where you control the narrative, right? If you have the bank and you could do that. Um, <clears throat> so if you don't have the bank, you can still take a trip. Right. Just just make it all about you and your sobriety. Right. So find new activities and traditions that do not involve drugs and alcohol. Step 32. Remember that this too shall pass and that there is life after the holidays. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't make it that don't get, you know, be lighthearted. You know, don't get so caught up on it. This day too shall pass. Right. I know it will. It always does. All right. Step 33. Now, this is my favorite thing. This is going back to an old, old term that we have in our 12 steps. Halt. Stop. Halt. Avoid being hungry, angry, alone, and tired. Hungry, angry, lonely, and tired, right? So halt. Remember that moniker. Remember that short, short form. Halt, stop, avoid being hang- hungry Because if you're hungry you're, t- you're prone to relapse It's the first thing I thought don't, don't ever be hungry Don't overeat either But don't be hungry Make sure you're well fed Don't stay angry As you get, you get into an angry situation Get out of Dodge Stay in good vibes, right? Don't stay, don't be alone Like they say, don't go it alone and make sure you get sleep because when you're tired, you're more prone to relapse because you just don't care. Your brain needs too much energy. It's too easy, right? Step 34, don't hang out near the bar. Try hanging out near the food slash kids, all right? Don't hang out near the liquor. Every party has a place where everybody's drinking. Go to the opposite place. Usually there's like a, a, a elder in the family that's sitting by the TV that's not into drinking. Sit with people that's not drinking. Sit with the elders in the family, the the great aunts and uncles, and you know stay. You know don't party with the younger crowd or the people that's a little bit more wild. Just try to hang in a neutral zone. Step thirty five: dance and be active. Have fun, man. Listen. Because we're sober doesn't mean we can't have fun, man. I'm the stiffest guy in the world. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I used to be the wildest dude on the planet. I'm talking about ask anyone about Pop Buchanan who knows me. I'm telling you, I used to be the wildest guy to party with. I'm a party animal. Somehow I change immensely in my recovery and I'm just very calm. I'm very chill. I'm like a different person now. I don't have it in me to be crazy and wild. But I still have to learn to have fun sometimes. So, you know, whatever that feels like for you, try to do it. Like for me, having fun is like really just watch doing something that engages my mind and my curiosity, seeing a cool movie, working on a project, hanging around people, engaging in really thoughtful conversation. That's my wave. Swinging from the chandeliers, Tasmanian Devil Workshop, not really my deal anymore. All right, so just try to dance and be active and remember to have fun. Step 36 on our 40 steps to stay clean and sober during the holidays. No matter how you are feeling, do not drink or do drugs. Okay, no matter what, no matter what, no matter how, no matter why. Just say no and don't do it. Step 37. Remind yourself 
of why staying sober is important to you. Why staying clean is important to you. Remember where you started. Remember why you started. Remember where you came from. Love. Put God first. Remember God got you out of this. Remember when you was in that foxhole, you was crying out for help. <clears throat> you're not fought. You're one bad decision away from that foxhole. All right. So just remember and remind yourself on why it's important for me. My sobriety is my commitment to God. It's life or death. It's my legacy. It's my well-being. It's my charter. I can't drink, man. Drinking, I lost. Drinking robbed me of too many valuable years. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I will say I have a lot of great experiences, and I have me and my friends sit down and we tell these great elaborate stories about the wild days and the fun days. But you know, I was young. And I had to put that away. And that wasn't for me. And although there was good times, the bad times overshadow it. And it was just not my way of life. So just remember why you started and remind yourself, right? Step 38. Stay away from trigger zones, old places, old hangouts, old people, and slippery places. All right, let's say that again. Step 38 may be your most important step. Stay away from trigger zones, old places, old hangouts, old friends, old people, slippery places. Don't go back to the bar you used to get drunk in. Don't go back to the house you used to do drugs in. Don't go back around your old dealer. Don't go back around your ex-girlfriend who's still using or your ex-boyfriend who's still using. Don't do it. All right? Step 39, spend time with people that support your recovery. In all honesty, I'm hanging with the people that support my my mom, my sisters. <clears throat> they support it. I mean, the people in my family that drinks, they if they drink and it's light. They may have a little light beer here and there ain't nothing. It's no heavy shit. It's not like bottles of Jameson's and Hennessy hanging around. I'm not trying to be around all that. I mean, I, I, I'm cool. You guys having a couple beers, if it's light, a lot of food, and everybody's classy about it, then it's not threatening. You know what I mean? But just spend time around people who understand your story. And that's going to be a lot. You have to put away your ego. Too many people. People is like, I don't want people to know I'm in recovery. I'm trying to keep it all to myself and be grown and sexy. Yo, don't be afraid. Just be honest. Yo, I'm struggling with this. I can't do it. And I'm an alcoholic or I'm a drug addict. And I and I and I'm clean and sober and I'm proud of it. And I'm and I can't be around the crazies. And you know what people's gonna say? Way to go. Good for you. Right? And then they're gonna go do their own thing, but they're gonna they no longer gonna bother you. But if you lie about it, then people's gonna feel like they don't have a reason not to bring this stuff around. They're gonna bring it around you. They're gonna bring the drugs and alcohol around because you're not being honest with them. So practice some radical honesty and just be real with people and let them know that you're in recovery. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, step 40 on our 40 steps to staying sober and clean for the holidays celebrate your recovery friends and family celebrate your recovery man make this thanksgiving the biggest thanksgiving and celebrate man eat food have fun do it all on your own terms man you know billy this episode is dedicated to you my brother 
Make this holiday all about you and those kids and that family, man. Don't put, don't, 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 don't create an environment for any um, that's gonna create any stress for yourself. Create a stress-free environment. Engineer your holidays. Become we all must become very good engineers of our holiday experience. We must plan ahead. We must execute. We must have we must keep 90% of our triggers away. And we have to have our family program though know our triggers and keep our triggers away. Right? So if someone's toxic around me and my sister sees that, my sister gonna say, No, you can't come in here. Because we ain't having that. Every time Poppy see you, he gets upset. You got to leave, right? So you need a support system, all right? So, Billy, I wish you the best holiday. I'll be there. I'll write you. I'll email you. You know I love you, man. This episode is dedicated to our main man, Billy B. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our 40 steps to staying sober and clean from drugs, alcohol, and behavior and process addictions during the holidays. Right now, the Sober is Dope podcast is in the mental health awareness zone. We're doing all of these in the next 10 to 12 episodes are all geared towards sobriety, mental health, staying in the right state of mind and being stress-free, reducing our depression and anxiety, and really making the most out of life. And on a side note, I want to say, if you're struggling with depression out there, you're not alone, all right? Let's upgrade our diets. Let's upgrade our minds. Let's upgrade our nutrition. Let's upgrade the words that we use, the language that we speak to ourselves. Let's get more rest. Let's pray more. Let's meditate more. Let's stay away from toxic hair products, toxic substances that we put on our body. Let's stay away from toxic foods, toxic people, and and we will transform. I guarantee you. Let's do gentle exercises and let's find consistent practices in our health and our well-being. And I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, we will get to the next level. We will get closer to be superhuman, and we will do this by practicing radical honesty and staying in the accountability mirror i love you all have a great happy holidays i don't necessarily celebrate halloween but have a good halloween experience may the kids have fun i hope y'all guys have fun with your costumes have a great thanksgiving have a great christmas we will do more christmas episodes and i will we i will do more episodes in support of our sobriety and well-being during the holidays i love you all Thank you for joining us on this action-packed episode. I hope you guys got some value from this. Please email me and give me some feedback. And if you have iTunes and you're out there, please leave a really good review, preferably five stars for the Sober is Dope podcast. It helps us, all right? We're trying to get some visibility up. And thank you for the last 25 people who left the most amazing reviews. I'm a lucky guy to have so many great supporters. I love you guys. Have a jolly, jolly holiday season. I'll catch you on the other side.
Oh, my God. 